rejoicing and we are glad in it. I am glad to be here. There's still work for me to do. <laughs> My time hasn't come because there is still work for me to do and I hope you can hear the uh, the joy in my voice. I am truly truly happy to be live with you again. It has been a minute. Um, it's been about a month. And so um, I'm always excited when I uh, get to be uh, on the air with you, my listeners. Some of you may be listening for the very first time. I hope and pray that you will hear something tonight that resonates with your spirit, witnesses with your spirit, and that it really um, makes a difference in your life. Um, That is why we do what we do. We want to offer people hope. And we know on this program that our hope lies in a relationship with our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. That is the essence of our hope. When everything else is going crazy, when the world is falling apart, and it shall, it will get even worse, y'all sad to say. But when those things happen, the believer has hope. We have hope. This is not the end. Okay. The worst is not the worst. The worst that we see and the worst that we deal with is not the final say. All right. I am not fixing to get off on a tangent (laughs) because I was about to go there. But let me stick to my plans for tonight and tell you again that I'm glad to be here. Glad that you are listening with me. Um, It has not been because I've neglected you all intentionally. I have been busy with um, other work for the Lord. I have been fighting... uh, still fighting the case that I shared with you all uh, a little bit, a while, uh, how long ago was it? Over a month ago, I did a series on the 
the battle that was going on um, against uh, some underprivileged, disadvantaged families in Texas and Louisiana. Um, those families happen to be Black families. And I am one of those families, although I do not live in the Texas area. Um, my case stems from the Texas area. So I've been working on that case and I have been busy with equipping the Saints Ministries um, because of the prayer conference call that I was sharing with you all the very last time I was on the air. Um, I, I, in that last program, I was telling you listeners about um, a women's prayer conference call that the Lord put on my heart to start. Um, I was getting calls from different women that I knew, various ages, um, 30s to late 70s, uh, dealing with very difficult situations in their life. All of them were believers. Excuse me. All of them were believers, women who know the Lord. Situations ranging from, um, my goodness, job stress, severe job stress, to uh, relationship issues, to uh, children being sick and hospitalized, needing surgery, um, life life-threatening surgery, um, deaths in the family, um, various sicknesses, you name it. And one morning I just felt very troubled after one of the messages that I got. I prayed for the situation, but I felt very troubled about it. And the Lord just um, dropped in my heart that I used to pull, I used to have a women's conference call by phone whenever there was some serious needs going on. It was nothing that I did regularly. Um, it would just be an as-needed basis on an as-needed basis. And the Lord just reminded me that I hadn't done one of those in a long time. So I talked to my daughter and I talked to uh, several of the women who had been calling me and I asked them what they thought about joining me on a prayer conference call. That was December 9th. I believe the first one was December 9th and um, the ladies decided that we needed to keep this going and we needed to make this a weekly thing. Now, I want to let you know, oh, here I go. Here I go again. You know, I'm ready to just take off, but I forgot that fast that my hubby is on the line with me and I want to let him say hey to y'all. I want to say hey to him because I haven't seen him that much today. He's been busy working. And uh, let me just take a moment to say, hey, handsome, how's it going? Uh-oh, Chris. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I was getting concerned. I was trying I to unmute my microphone. Okay. Okay. So, hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm here. How you doing? Uh, I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored and glad to be here. Great, 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 great. Um, as you probably heard, I'm going to be talking about prayer tonight. Um, 
Or did I even say that? Did I even say that, that that's what I was going to be talking about tonight, too? Yes. I did. Okay. <laughs> I just had a mental moment. All right. So we're going to be talking about prayer again tonight. And I'm going to actually share some of the results that we've been getting from our prayer time. I'm going to share some of the testimonies um, in part that the ladies have been sharing from our prayer conference calls. Now, Mr. Jones, would you care to say anything before I get off on my tangent about prayer? Well, we cannot make it through our day, through our hours, through our minutes, through our weeks. We cannot make it um, without prayer. We can't survive without prayer. Um, without prayer, we're basically um, a sitting duck for the enemy. Mm. And the message I talked about yesterday, spoke about, was um, had to do with uh, distractions and barriers and 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 things that we allow in our life that keep us from being connected with the Lord. So we have to use that line of communication to um, block out the barriers and the distractions and and keep a constant flow of communication with the Lord, and then we will be safe. So I don't want to uh, take up your time, but prayer is essential in the in the in, in the walk of the Christian and, and in the survival of the Christian. Mm -hmm. Well, anytime you chime in, that is not a, a loss of time. It's always important. And um, um, if you have more to say, that's fine. I, I was liking what you said about communication, prayer being communication because many people approach prayer from a one-way perspective. And communication is not a one-way thing, is it? No, it's not. You have, a, you have the message, you have the giver of the message, you have the receiver of the message, and then you have feedback. Mm. So there's many, many um, facets to the to prayer and to communication and when we don't understand all of the facets then we we are not getting full a full content of what we're trying of, of what needs to be happening with communication sometimes we're supposed to be quiet and let the lord speak you know so it's it's definitely communication and, and it's effective communication when it's done right amen so, so um, we need to hear from the Lord as well as he, us making our concerns known to him. We need to allow time to hear from him. And if we're not getting a response from him in prayer, then our prayer is not effective. Is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Um, feel free to interject anything at any point. Um, we got a minute before the first break. So I do want to invite you that are listening to join me 
if you haven't got your cup of tea, I'm a tea drinker. And tonight I am drinking some uh, Jamaican gingerman tea. You know I like my tea from Jamaica man. Um, my stash is getting kind of low, but um, I got some Jamaica gingerman tea. I put a little touch of vanilla flavoring in there just because I felt like it. And it is warm and wonderful. So get yours and meet me back here. Yeah. Okay. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect. To find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, this is me, and I am sipping my Jamaican tea, man, and I'm having a good old time because it's warm and it uh, tastes good, and I'm thankful that we had some good weather today compared to what we've been having. Um, 
it wasn't cold and rainy. Anyway, back to our subject. Prayer changes things. I want to tell you all that prayer changes things. If you are suffering from life's traumas and life can produce some doozies, it can it can walk you a good one, okay? If you are suffering from life's traumas, you can have hope, you can affect change in your circumstances, you can be an overcomer through prayer, effective communication between you and God the Father. It is possible. It is a reality. God is real. He is not dead. He is not a myth. He is real. He has designed a way for people to have relationship with him through belief in his son, Jesus Christ, and the work that he did on the cross. And after establishing that relationship with him, he granted us the gift of prayer, or should I say the tool of prayer, the weapon of prayer, okay? It is something that is granted to and available to the believer. The word of God tells us that he doesn't hear a sinner's prayer, except when the sinner is calling out to him for salvation. He may answer some of your needs, even though you are not a believer, because he's a good and gracious God, and he does that. But he is in close communication with those that belong to him, those who confess him, those who who um, live for him. Now, if you have if you're professing to know the Lord, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, but you have bondage in your life, you have unforgiveness in your life, you are walking in sin, you are um, living a carnal lifestyle, meaning you're in, embedded in the things of this world and how this world does things and you think according to those things and you desire and lust according to those things, then you may not have a very effective prayer life and God may not be answering you. And you might be wondering why, okay? And I'm telling you why, because he tells us clearly in his word that the carnal mind is enmity against God. The carnal mind is basically adverse to him. It is opposing him. If you are carnally minded, the end of that, that way is death. Okay, but to be spiritually minded brings life and it it changes your perspective and elevates you to a different position in life. Okay, so if you live in a carnal life and that seems to be the trend right now, even in the church, there is so much carnality until it's Oh, it's just, it's it's just offensive. It's just 
I, I can't even find the word that I'm looking for to, to express how that troubles the Lord. Because he said to be carnally minded is death. And that it is the in it's the enemy of him. Okay. It hinders our growth in him. It hinders our effectiveness as a, a believer and our witness. I was telling some of the ladies on my prayer call that a lot of the troubles that the world has, the church is having the same issues. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the church has become carnal. They're no longer interested in being sanctified and set apart and walking and living a holy lifestyle so that they have power. Um, they trust in the things of this world. They trust in their jobs. They trust in their knowledge. They trust in their prestige and their positions and what they can do for themselves versus what the God of the universe can do for them and will do for them that we should partner with him in doing. Okay. So let me stick to my, let me stick to my topic. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm getting worked up here. Like I tend to do, <laughs> like I tend to do this walk this way is exciting to me. You know, my life is abundantly full since, since my relationship with the Lord was solidified. Okay. Since it was reestablished. My, my, my life is an abundant one, that there is very rarely a dull moment. <laughs> I, I, everything, everything about me is more intense as if I wasn't an, an intense enough person already. My husband can testify to that. <laughs> I am passionate about these things. Uh, and I want to share that passion with you. So let me tell you this, uh, just before December 9th, um, as I was preparing for that first women's conference call, that prayer call, the Lord began to give me some instructions for the ladies. And I'll say those really quickly because I believe I really went over them more thoroughly in the first Prayer Changes Things program. So you can go back and catch that on that program. But really quickly, here they go strategies. The Lord told us to have our first call at midnight because he said at midnight was when Paul and Silas prayed. They were locked up in prison at the time and they began to pray and they began to sing songs and hymns and the Lord moved powerfully and miraculously and opened the prison doors and he set them free. So the Lord began to remind me of how important it is for us to sacrifice our own sleep and to call upon him in the wee hours of the night because the spiritual kingdom, the spiritual realm is not asleep in the wee hours of the night. They are, they are alert, the angels, the principalities, the demons, they are alert, they are awake, they are highly active during the wee hours of the night. So it is strategic for you to do the opposite of what the enemy expects, for you to 
try to pray during the day is a difficult thing for a lot of people to do, something that the Lord has taught me to do, and you can learn to do it too, but to take the actual time out to seek him in the wee hours of the night, okay? Then he told us that we needed to begin to cry out in prayer, not have this basic five-minute prayer where you just kind of casually say, Lord, we thank you for this and we thank you for that and we, you know, just thank you for being with us kind of sort of a thing. But no, begin to cry out against and for the concerned, against the, against the attacks, against the um, things that we're facing, such as sicknesses, such as job stress, such as for the souls of other people and and caring for them and what they're going through and the things that they're suffering through and, you know, for souls to be saved and for people to have a desire to come to know God and, and to turn things around that are going crazy and wayward and yada, 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 um, begin to cry out. How many people cry out at foolishness? How many people cry out you know, about a television program, how many people get excited about a television program or, or a football game that can do nothing for a person's salvation. It's merely entertainment. It's merely entertainment of the flesh. Okay. You're being detained for entry when you're being entertained. Okay. And, and Lord knows what spirits you're opening yourself up to, depending on what you're being entertained by. Those things are merely inner entertainment. Um, how many of us cry out, you know, in an argument uh, with someone else? You know, you get loud, you know, and you put your hands on your hips and you roll your eyes and you let them know emphatically how you feel. Where he began, he told us to begin to cry out, begin to wail, begin to shabak. That was a key word that he told us, which means to address in a loud tone. Okay, to toda, which means to back that up with praise and worship and adoration of him. Okay, so I shared those instructions with the women and I let them know that I'm not putting any restrictions on you. Even though we're on the phone, if you feel led to lay on your face, lay on your face with the phone next to you. If you feel led to walk back and forth and pace the floor while you pray, do so. If you feel led to get on your knees and pray, which is where I spend quite a bit of my time uh, during that call, do so. If you feel led to um, uh, lay on your back, per se, <laughs> do so. But pray intensely more after prayer. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> 
a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Right, I'm back, and I hope you have your tea. It just took me a little sip, um, and I'm ready to jump this thing off again to get this thing started, okay? <laughs> so what was I saying? I was sharing with you the instructions that the Lord gave me to share with the women, and one of the main things that he had me emphasize is that we were going to pray until we got breakthrough, okay? What did I mean by that? You could say a prayer. I could say a prayer. People can say prayers. And then you don't feel any shift. You don't feel any change. You don't hear from the Lord in response. Okay. Well, you haven't gotten breakthrough yet. But he began to have us recognize that we had to sacrifice the time and wait on him so that we get an answer from him so that we know that we prayed effectively. Okay. And so we didn't put a time limit on this thing. The first time we started at midnight and I think, let me see if I can find my notes here. We didn't end till sometime around, yes, 2.05 in the morning, okay? And we got breakthrough. The reason we got breakthrough is because one of the ladies happened to be my, my daughter. I'm gonna brag just a little bit. Just happened to be my daughter. I'm so excited because of what God is doing in her life. You know, my daughter has just grabbed a hold of the things of the Lord and she's just excited about the Lord and God has just been moving in her life. And so the Lord began to impress her to share his thoughts with us through her voice. And she began to give us more instructions, okay? she The spirit of the Lord just came on her so strong and she began to talk about Christians needing to get back to the basics, of Christianity, which is prayer, having an effective communication and prayer life, a lifestyle of prayer, okay, which is studying the word of God, 
knowing the word of God, memorizing scripture, digesting those scriptures, letting those scriptures become alive in you, not just stored up in your memory for knowledge sake, but becoming an actual part of your life, something that you walk out daily, okay? Learning how to war in the spirit, we face a real enemy. We face an adversary, once known as Lucifer, who became Satan, who is walking to and fro, seeking whom he can devour. He is going to attack. He is going to bring oppression. He is going to cause trauma of every shape and form if we let him, if we let him. And he has a kingdom of demons and principalities that work with him. But I'm here to tell you that God the Father has the kingdom, his righteous holy kingdom of angels. Oh, I'm getting happy about this. Of angels that are, they outnumber Satan's kingdom. They have more power than Satan does because Satan only has the power that he left heaven with. He was kicked out of heaven for his disobedience and his rebellion against God. He only took a third of the angels with him. God retained two thirds of the heavenly host. And these are the angels that are warring on our behalf when we pray. When we pray. So we need to learn how to war through prayer. We need to begin to function in the power of the Holy Spirit, which is a gift that God has given us also. Jesus said, I will go, but I will not leave you comfortless. I will send a comforter. His name is the Holy Ghost, and he will endow you with power from on high so that you can be effective witnesses for me throughout the earth. And that's what believers, true believers, have been doing since then since the time of Pentecost. That's what we've been doing. These are effective weapons of warfare. So before I run out of time, let me tell you some of the things that God has been doing. <laughs> All right, y'all, if I get a little bit happy, start crying a little bit, just bear with me because from the beginning, he began to answer. He, he answered us just in these words and just in these instructions. And he even in those instructions, he told us those things, but he also said um, his people are, are suffering and dying because of a lack of these things. But he encouraged us to know that he is with us, that he is with us, that he does hear, that he does answer prayer. So then immediately, beginning like with that response, and then the next week and the weeks to follow, these are the kinds of things that happen. One of my, my daughter shared a, she, she shared a prayer request with us. The pipes in her home had blocked up. She thought they were frozen. Uh, had, had her neighbor check it out. Turns out that they weren't actually frozen. But for some reason, they had blocked up and she had no water for over a week. Okay. During that time, she also got sick and she got 
came down with bronchitis. Now, mind you, I felt very strongly that all of this was a result of attacks from the enemy, darts, if you will, that he was throwing at her because she was on fire for God. And three the- weeks, three weeks without water. Three weeks? Oh, yeah. my. Thanks, honey, for reminding me. It was that long. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So three weeks without water. All of this, I believe, was because she was excited about the things of God. She began to step out in the things that he had been prompting her to do. Nonprofit things, uh, missionary things, uh, just traveling, dancing for him, just different things. And so I believe, because scripture clearly backs me up, that the enemy was like, you know what? I'm not having this. So I am going to attack you in any way I can to discourage you and make you cut this out. So pipes got blocked three weeks. She was being the pioneer woman. She was making it do. She was making making it work. Then she comes down with bronchitis. She shares this struggle with us on the prayer call. We prayed. We prayed. We began to call out. We began to wail out. We began to speak to her situation. And we began to command breakthrough. We began to command those pipes to unclog. While I was praying that, some of the other ladies said to me, and she even said to me, I felt like the Lord wasn't just saying that regarding her her physical pipes in her house, her water pipes in her house, but I believe he's also speaking about her vocal pipes because her voice was so bad that she couldn't even hardly talk. Could not even, she could barely talk, okay? And so we began to speak to those things, demand that the enemy stop attacking her and and command that she will get those pipes fixed, whether they were natural or whether they were physical pipes in her house. And I kid you not, by the next week, by the next time, well, let me back that up. By the next day, her voice had cleared up, okay? The very next morning when she called me, her voice had cleared up and I could understand her. And I was already saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I was already like, wow, thank you, Jesus. Then by the next week, that same neighbor who had checked to see if her pipes were frozen had already offered to help her fix the problem. She had declined because like I said, she was trying to be the pioneer woman and handle it herself. And she was gonna use her homeowner's uh, additional policy to try to fix it. Well, they told her, well, her policy doesn't cover that. Have you seen those kind of commercials <laughs> where the policy doesn't cover that because the issue was outside of the house and so forth and so on. So that neighbor came back and said, look, I'm a construction worker. I work on bridges. I do this, I do that. I will fix it for you. Let's just go to the store, let's get the parts. I will fix it for you. I talked to her in the morning. By that afternoon, he had dug the hole in the ground, found the pipes that were broken. They together replaced those parts and she had running water and she offered to pay him. And he said, no, no, 
you don't need to pay me. He said, you are, I know that you are taking care of business. I know that you, you know, you're, you're, you're going through it right now. He, but he complimented her and told her, I just want to encourage you because you're doing such a wonderful job of being a mother, of taking care of your home, yada, yada, yada. You don't owe me nothing. Hallelujah. Don't you tell me that God doesn't answer prayer. Don't you tell me that he doesn't answer prayer. He didn't charge her a dime. He wouldn't let her give him anything. They had that fixed in a matter of hours. And her vocal pipes cleared up. (laughs) You want to say anything about that, Chris? I know you're sitting there listening. (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh Just hearing it again after no after experiencing it, it was just amazing um, that the Lord will prove Himself in ways that you know it couldn't have been nobody else but Him, you know. And but when you when you believe in Him and you trust in Him, He He gives you reasons to have faith, but then He'll do things like this to strengthen your faith your faith for next time or to encourage somebody else. So I'm um, I'm kind of blown away still about it. I mean, I don't, I don't take it lightly. Yeah. But we've seen it happen so many times. Just like you could you could take it for granted. But once you're with no heat. You don't take it for granted, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but it's real. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you get heat back, it's it's amazing how good it feels. Yeah. But we don't appreciate things, so we lose it a lot of times. Uh-huh. And um, us being four hundred, three hundred and something miles away, I couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and but but the Lord is always faithful to His people. Amen. Amen. As a father, you know, I hear what you say. As a father, oh. There's the tunes. Pick this black up after the break. <laughs> Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. living for you to do. Yes. 
Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Tugginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Let me try to um, wrap this up. I was... I want to tell you one more story, but I, I wanted my husband to have the opportunity to say something if he wanted to, because he was talking about being a father and how he felt because we couldn't just jump up and go to where my daughter was. You know, she's in North Carolina and how he felt about that. Honey, do you want to say something else about that? I didn't want to cut you off. Well, the Lord knows our situation and he knows our hearts. And he knows even if I could have gone there, I couldn't dig a ditch because of my back issues, you know. So um, he basically just just comforted us and took care of us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and made a way because we prayed and we trusted the Lord and and and. He did it. He didn't come like overnight. But during the time when she didn't have water, she was in good hands. Mm-hmm. You know, she had drinking water and she, she, you know, she could go to the laundromat and everything. And, and we know how to survive as far as boiling water and making, taking a bath and, 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 and that kind of stuff. So we have to still put our faith to work. We ask the Lord, but then we have to still work our faith. And so that's what happened. And the, and the Lord saw that we were going to trust him and press forward anyway, rather than just give up and curse him. Mm-hmm. So as a father, I had to do the same thing. It's, it's to trust the Lord and talk to her to check this, and check that, and make sure this is not, you know, outside clogs and stuff. And, and so... We trusted the Lord and he walked us through it during the, the coldest time of the winter where pipes were busting and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think they had gotten down to like six six degrees or nine degrees in their area. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 he teaches us how to make, make a fire in the fireplace, how to, you know, do what we have to do. 
And 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 as long as we can still worship him through that hard time, he will always take care of us. So that's my two cents. All right, two cents. I'll take them. <laughs> I just dropped them in a little change bowl. <laughs> All right, let me see if I can squeeze this second story in um, before we run out of time. And if not, you know what we do, y'all. I will make a part three if I need to. <laughs> but this second story... Uh, happened, let's see, one of the other uh, mothers, I'm going to call her a mother because she's um, older than me, uh, so I'm giving respect, even though it's not a whole lot older than me. Um, she's 60 years old. I won't mention her name because I didn't ask her if I could ahead of time, but she was sharing something very dear to her heart, and that was that she has uh, sons, um, all of them, I believe she said, were grown, but she had a, um, a, a one of her younger, the youngest son was still, I guess, um, back and forth between home and college. But she said that all of her sons were acting up, in her words. <laughs> she had raised them in the church. She had taught them about the Lord. The youngest son was very well versed in the scriptures and knowledgeable of the scriptures, but they were all acting up in various ways. They were drinking, they were smoking substances that uh, weren't good for them. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> they were uh, just kind of out out doing their thing. Um, the son, the youngest son, even though he was going to a Christian college had even got to the point where he had began to question his faith in God and he was rebelling, okay? And she shared with us, uh, we, she didn't even know us before this call. She was invited by one of the other ladies to join this call and she joined us on the second week. So um, we began to pray about her situation, you know, and let her know that God cares about everything that we care about. And we took turns in the different ones. You know, that's the thing about this call is that the Lord did not have me design this call so people can just call in and give us their prayer requests. But we do share our prayer requests with one another, but then we pray for each other. Because my mission in this is to teach people how to pray and to remind them of the importance of prayer and help to equip them so that they can call on the Lord in the time of trouble and they can be a rock and they can be a strong tower for someone else, even for their own family. Even, you know, this is a burden that I cannot carry. There's strength in numbers. The Lord said if two or three are gathered in his name, that he is with us. Okay. And that he will answer prayer according to his will. If we are praying according to his will, that he answers prayer. So we begin to wail out, to cry out, and to pray how the Spirit of the Lord led us, which means that a lot of the time that we were praying, we were praying in tongues. If you listen to some of my other shows, you might have heard me teach about the gift of speaking in tongues. It's a heavenly language that God gives to the believers his believers who, who will accept it, who will seek after it, who will desire it. And you can pray in a language that Satan cannot understand. 
he's at a disadvantage because he cannot understand what you are praying. And so we begin to pray in our natural language, but also in the spirit. And I kid you not, <laughs> by the next week, that mother began to give us praise reports. In the first week, she said that all of a sudden, her sons had started to contact her and were wanting to come over and wanting to just kind of hang with mom a little bit. Just no special reason. Just wanted to be at home, come over and visit. She noticed that like by the very next week. And then I believe it was about another week after that that she reported the youngest son told her that he had had an encounter while he was away at school. He had went to uh, one of the fellowships in the area that he was living in, a Christian fellowship of some kind. I believe it was a youth meeting. And the pastor there just happened to notice him while he was, the pastor was up speaking or up on the platform in some way, but happened to look out and notice him of all people in the crowd and said to him, I know you, where do I know you from? And they talked and he found out where he knew him from. And then so he invited him to go to this youth meeting that they were gonna be having. The young son agreed to go and he went and he said all the questions that he had that he had been questioning in his spirit or vocally about God and that he was doubting God about, they took the time and they let him ask his questions and they answered his questions. And he came back and reported to his mom that he had peace now, that God had answered his questions. Don't tell me that God doesn't answer prayer because I will call you a liar to your face. I will tell you that you are a liar or you are just ignorant of that experience. You haven't had that experience yet. I will I will tell you that no, it is it is available to you if you want it. But you have to have relationship with God. What does it take to have that relationship? Let me break that down real quick for you again. Acknowledge that you have been doing your own thing. Acknowledge that you've been living life your own way, uh, following your own desires, your own plans, to, maybe to the best of your ability, but nevertheless, your own way. That means acknowledge that you are a sinner. What is a sinner? A sinner is someone who is rebellious against the ways of God. Someone who lives opposing or opposite to God's plan for them. We were all born into sin. Okay. So just acknowledge that, that I was born in sin, but Lord, now I've heard about you. Now I want to know your ways. Now I want to live pleasing to you. I want the hope that minister Diane is talking about on this show so that even when things get rough, I know that there is something better waiting for me in this life and in eternity, just confess that to him in your own words, in your own way, confess that to him, ask him to become the Lord of your life. Say, Lord, I will surrender my life to you. 
I will follow you. I will do what you want me to do. Reveal to me what is my purpose for existing? What is my purpose for being born? If you are already a believer and you've been living a carnal lifestyle, you've been walking according to the ways of the world, even though you're professing Christ, ask him to forgive you for that right now. Just say, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me for desiring the things of the world more than I desire you, you know, for being more into materialistic things, for trusting in tangible things instead of trusting in you. And then he will come into your heart. He will come into your heart. And the Bible says you will become a new creature. Old things will be passed away. All things will become new. And there you can begin because that was actually a prayer. When you did that, if you did that, that was a prayer. But there you can begin to mature in your spiritual life and in your spiritual walk. We have tools. Just by listening to us, you can grow. More on the next show. Love you. 